expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other host, guest, or programs on this station. I love starting our show with uh, that disclaimer because I love starting that show with this, dis starting our show with that disclaimer because uh, uh, not only do we say stuff that uh, no sane human being would be, but uh, this old guy ma mangles up all the controls and somehow we get the show on every week. So I'm happy. Now I'm gonna introduce Matt. So I'm uh, Daryl, Big D, out in cold Western Mass, two degrees. And I'm gonna introduce Matt first and then Joe and he can introduce our guest. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, here I am, Matt. Coming in from uh, the interwebs of in Western Mass, it, it is it's a chilly day, but uh, thanks for tuning in to Sports Plus. And Joe, who do we have out there on the West Coast? Uh, I'm here. It's uh, it's still 45 and rainy as it will be for the next three months. And we're, Darryl, we're I, not I, interested. We're not interested. I have to tell <laughs> you that we actually heard the the promos this time. We could actually hear the thing. I don't know what I don't know which button you pressed differently, but whatever you did this week, keep doing it because that was that was better than the 90 seconds of silence we usually get. And we, we have a we have a very special guest. We've been talking a lot about kids going back to school and what that means for high school athletics. So we have. Uh, you know, because this is a family program, as we all know, we have a, a high school coach, uh, football and wrestling coach from New Jersey. He's also a teacher, as is his wife. He has two school age kids. He was a walk on at Notre Dame, played football at Notre Dame and uh, briefly. And he is also my cousin, uh, Vincent Joffrey. Vincent, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for the uh, very kind introduction. It is uh, 16 degrees here in uh, beautiful central Jersey. Um, Wait so, a minute. Uh, thank did you. you say, thank you for having did you say, me. Did you say beautiful Central Jersey? Of course, of course. <laughs> nothing but nothing but positive. Nothing but. Again, I'm lucky. I'm lucky because um, about 15, 16 years ago, my wife, when she went to the dentist, uh, we had a nice home in in uh, Woodbridge, uh, Joe, in, in my hometown, and uh, my wife went to the dentist and said, "Come on, I want to show you a house I saw," and uh, pulled down the end of this cul-de-sac and beat up rundown house but she said check out the backyard and so i'm lucky enough that the one tiny little oasis here right off the parkway in uh central jersey uh my backyard looks out onto a wonderful reservoir so when i look in my backyard i have no idea that i'm in central jersey when people come over they're like oh my goodness this is really where is the uh, where's the pine barrens i remember reading john mcphee's pine barrens and just loving it about new jersey is that southern new jersey Okay. Yes. Deep in the South. I thought you were going to reference the uh, Sopranos episode because Sopranos had a very famous Pine Barrens episode. Uh, yeah, down. Uh, so, well, and every, everything in New Jersey is, is discussed with uh, parkway exits. So, you know, hey, what exit are you from? So we are up here. In, <laughs> we're up here, 135, 133 land. And that would be down somewhere in the in the 50s and the 60s as you kind of move further into the into the belly of the state, if you will. Well, welcome. This is going to make for, this is going to make for terrible radio, but show Daryl your backyard quickly. <laughs> well. So I'm lucky enough again, like I said, and we just we just redid this this room, so it's all windows. Uh, so this this is where 
I teach out of. And by the way, we just got that that lovely last year. Lovely. There you go. So Daryl admitted New Jersey is lovely. That's a, <laughs> that's a good start for us. Well, I, my experience of New Jersey is the Jersey Turnpike, and I'm not kidding. That, that is that is that's, where that's I've one. been in New Jersey on the Jersey Turnpike <laughs> a lot. Never spent any time d- down the shore, Atlantic City, Long Beach Island, none of those places, Asbury Park. Oh, Daryl, you don't know what you're missing. missing it. You're really Matt, missing it. Good. You, good. Same. Now, no, I, I, well, I've been down to Atlantic City, you know, a few times. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it at that. Uh, but yeah, I, I grew up in Connecticut. So, you know, the tri state area is, um, you know, so what's tri state? But you know that, you know, you could be at the shore, wonderful beach area, and then they, you know, drive an hour and all of a sudden you're into like a wooded area. I've always amazed. And, and Joel Ty, I've been all around the country like he and, you know, and, and enjoyed many parts of the country, but I guess I'll always be Vinny from Jersey. And, uh, you know, <laughs> well, I've well, learned to embrace that, I guess. What is the tri-state area, Matt, when you say that? Is that Connecticut, New York, Jersey? Yeah, yeah it's like the, the okay. New York metropolitan area. They, yeah, hear it on all the okay. radio commercials. Biggest. And is it all, is it all Yankee fans there? More or less. No, yeah. no, oh, no. see now, no, Vinny, we've got we've got a rare bird over here. We've got he's a, a Met fan and a Net fan. Yes, I, I don't I realize oh, those two things well, exist anymore. All right, so Vinny, let's go on the Nets. They're you know like they're technically top ranked, but I do not feel that they're going places now. Do you feel differently? No, we said the the Nets or the Jets. The Nets. The Nets. For, yeah. Oh no. So I'm I'm Forget more of a Jets, Jets fan. The, the Jets. I'm, the Jets. I'm, the Jets I'm are Knicks going guy. nowhere. I'm, I'm Knicks all the way. I'm Knicks all oh, the way. I'm a, I'm a oh, Knicks fan. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's a that's a transformation. Weren't no. you the? Uh, nope. Oh. Never was. Okay, but and listen. So then Robert, I give you Robert and Ricky had a Nets. I'll never forget this. Had the Nerf Nets in their basement. And it was, and then I got one was in 73. So I'm six years old, seven years old, 73. The Knicks are doing well. The only reason why I went to a couple of Nets games was because of the fact that there was in New Jersey and there were cheap well, tickets. We went, we saw, you and I saw Shaq tear down. A, yep, break the back. Didn't, didn't, didn't break, break a rim. Wow. He broke wow. the, broke the, the broke back, the, pulled oh, down a whole thing. And we were so thrilled when that happened. The and, glass shattered. No, no, no. Yes. The glass yeah. didn't break. He broke the metal. He broke the weld. Oh, yeah. I'll oh. find the video and send yep. it to you, Daryl. And we yeah. were, we were yeah. so excited when it happened until we realized that it meant a 45 minute delay. <laughs> on <laughs> Minimum forty-five minutes. Minimum. <laughs> but but listen, uh, Vinny, I'm I'm an anti-net guy, especially okay. for what they just right. recently did. Well, I, yeah, I knew you would now, be anti that. So let's let's let's. Yeah. Well, but let's just no. I just want to give Vinny a little sympathy, but also say he's well situated on this show because I would say Matt and I root for a lot of losers too. But the Knicks, the Knicks <laughs> and the Jets, you can't get much worse than that. So I believe I believe my Jets affiliation or my Jets. No, so so truth be told, I'm I'm truly a Minnesota Vikings fan. Oh, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan my make, whole life. You're going to make my friend Michelle very happy. Okay. <laughs> and okay. so, the, but then I I do believe that you need to have some sort of local affiliation as well. And so then I I gained a local affinity for the Jets because of Giants fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah, kind of turned me off. Yeah, what especially. Do you mean by that? 
in yeah they're witnessed down here but matt in the 80s to live in new jersey and be around giant fans it was the worst they they were the most uh, present company accepted probably the most obnoxious fan base (laughs) maybe other than the maybe other than the yankees which again matt you look kind of like the venn diagram of uh, (laughs) actually we sort of all are here because daryl's the well you know i grew up when i grew up I'm uh, quite old, Vinny. When I grew up, the only game that was on TV was the New York Giants um, in New England. And it was Sam Huff and Wyatt Tittle and Frank Robustelli and uh, or whatever the, you know, Frank Griffith. You know, that was the team and that was my first love. But then I've just lived in Massachusetts so long that I'm just Patriots, Celtics, Bruins, Red Sox, and um, and that's where the conversation stops. I, I've, <laughs> I've been to Yankee games. I I it's not a I don't have a dislike for the Yankees. I guess it's a the, nice stadium. Know, it's a nice stadium. And I guess the winning, the consistent winning, really was was annoying for me after a while. <laughs> but one of my favorite players of all time was Reggie Jackson. And so, you know, Reggie in New York, it, to me, that I was I was wearing Yankee hats at that point. I just was I well, was in my glory because okay, I like. But Reggie. how about Derek Jeter? I mean, I, to me, he was he was somebody to admire. Yeah, that's when I bailed out. <laughs> <laughs> I was over that. That was. Uh, uh, and I'm more with Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden. Let's go oh. try to find him in some crack house somewhere because they're not showing up at the parade. That was that's baseball right there. <laughs> How, how about the, the boys? For you. Those are the mutts. How, how about the boys? Who do they root for? So, um, Vincent, Vincent is a Cowboys fan. Oh. <laughs> Giancarlo, again, Giancarlo is only 12. So, just starting to buy into it. A um, couple years back, it was he was all about the Raiders. But then here comes Baker Mayfield. And now we are just, oh, he's God. on board with the Browns. Oh, good, you know, good. Likes Baker Mayfield beyond Good. belief. One, but unfortunately, somebody bought him an Odell Beckham jersey. And at that point, I'm like, all right, I went too far, son. Just went a little too far. So we've we've kind of kicked this around for a while. Are they attached to teams like we are? Or are they more attached to players because players are moving yeah, Vincent, around? Yeah, so Vincent much? straight up. Both, both of them now are teams. It's all teams. Interesting. You know, and they'll, they'll huh. compliment some players. They'll ridicule other players but they're straight up teams at that point no matt we, we're, we're all equally hateful of the nets <laughs> matt um your kids are younger but are they doing the same thing are they adopting teams or players well if you guys remember my son who was on last week tyler he he has adopted whatever team i want he wants the opposite <laughs> yes good so, we actually we actually are all in agreement uh for the super bowl we kind of all are going to root for the chiefs good um but that you know that's interesting to hear Vin, that your sons uh, they pick a player so like what would happen with deshaun watson and everything now rumors of course right all these teams are what, they're what would not we do trading Deshaun watson they're not oh, they're Oh, he's got, he's got, he is he's not is being gone. traded. No, He'll, no. Cause some, somebody will give up one of those first couple of picks for him. The it, Jets and the Jaguars. Yeah. No, it's got to be up. multiple first round picks. I don't think he's well, going to happen. You know, there's, there's rumors and I don't think there's anything to the Cleveland Brown rumors, 
But it's like, hey, could the Browns, you know, what could the Browns do to get Deshaun Watson? It'd be an upgrade from Baker Mayfield. What would happen then? Is is your son going to stay a Browns fan, I, or does he head with Baker Mayfield? I think I think uh, John Carlo would be very disappointed if the Browns went with somebody other than Baker Mayfield, because now it's kind of like, and. and Again, ultimately, there's more than just the the colors and everything. There's that again, that kind of gritty nature of the Browns that that he kind of enjoys. And um, they had success. Vincent, this Vincent year. likes the Cowboys because of the fact that they they were kind of like the Antichrist. And so that's <laughs> that's my son Vincent. Though he wants to buy into that sort of yeah. Everybody hates the star. Everybody hates the helmet. You know. So I think in both in both cases they'll they'll stay with the team. Thus far, I think I believe that. I definitely think, and we've talked about this on our show often. It's weird. It's it's interesting how fandom kind of ebbs and flows a little bit, and and it's you know is the loyalty to a team is the loyalty to your players. Do players have the same loyalty to teams as their fans do? What what's the buy-in there? You know, it's it's in, that's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I like especially to look at- with the movement today. In in uh, you know, t- players used to stay on a team for fifteen years, and and that's no longer. I mean, think of a lot of me. You can even say LeBron James. Think of the number of teams he's been on. You know, and, and my sons and I were talking about this. I. For, and I don't want to, I'll say for us, but unfortunately, you know, being the dad and the whole thing, I, you know, I sometimes the kids just buy into what I, what, what their parents say. Um, Not often. I just, I just think there's, there's the, the, the entourage now is what hurts the player's loyalty. So again, you know, again, dating myself as well, years ago, players, you didn't train year round. So it was like, okay, you're the off season. What's the job going to be? They lived in town, that sort of thing. And then he developed an affinity for the town and affinity for the people, so on and so forth. And so they became quote unquote loyal to the team, loyal to the organization. Now these, these athletes have this, like these hang, you know, their entourage and it's an echo chamber and there's somebody in their ear and, you know, you could just imagine the discussions with, with all the hangers. And I, Deshaun Watson, I don't know him, and people have said he's a great guy, and I'm sure he is, but there's got to be somebody in his ear who is saying, no, it hired a coach without you. They said they were going to ask you, and they didn't even ask your opinion. They're not respecting you. And and then I, I'm scouring everywhere to hear what is Deshaun Watson saying about this whole thing? Where is his press conference? Where is his statement? It's, it's everybody else. It's the Asian. It's this person. It's that person. So, yeah, I think that today the athlete, at least our perception of the athlete, is that he or she is not going to be loyal to the team. But now, again, there's an entire apparatus around that athlete these days. I think that affects that, and that's an, a, fa- a factor that most don't kind of bring into the discussion or at least don't want to give a lot of credence to. Because ultimately, as far as I'm concerned, that that's where – this thing is going unless you're an offensive lineman somewhere who you know nobody has an entourage if you're playing left tackle in most cases and those guys just want to they want a job and they want to be consistent in most cases and those linemen will stay there forever unless they're a free agent and the coach says no we don't want you anymore and then they go somewhere else in most cases those guys are going to hunker down because they don't have the constant we've we've talked about the 
we've we've talked about the teams being corporations and being administered like corporations, but now the players right. themselves are yeah. mini corporations into yeah. themselves, and you have to manage yourself that way when you're worth hundreds of millions of dollars i mean so it's not surprising that things are moving that way it's disheartening it sucks for for a sports fan just the the phrase you used you have to manage yourself you know the idea that you again or you you view your existence as like a a mini corporation that's it's kind of you want to you want to keep that sort of naive these guys are doing it for the love of the sport you know it doesn't matter my legacy I got torn ACL. I just want to get on the field, coach. I just want to play. Or know? they're playing for the we're playing for the fans. No, yes, you're not. Yes, you're playing I for yourself. You you're, playing for your, you're playing for your family. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're playing for their brand. Um, and you know, and I and I've said this before. And you know, I don't know if it's a total fault to them. I, I don't personally always agree with some of the decisions that they make, but you know, it is theirs to make. But they, it's their brand first, and they build their brand. Uh, or they're, they they view building their brand prior to building the success or the loyalty on the field with their team, uh, letting the brand follow. Uh, they they look to where can I you know and and Ben that's a great point about the entourage and and I see it a lot in the NBA too. Part of their entourage are other NBA players on other teams, and so you're you're you know their their summer workouts are not with their teammates. It's with it's with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden is their summer workout. And so you know what are they doing? But they're they're throwing. Man, could you imagine what it would be like if we yeah. played together? Yeah. Hey, you know what? I, I can make that happen. Yeah. I can demand a trade. You know, and and that's and a really good point, Matt. Well. Because when you go back into the Yankees Red Sox um, history. You know, any Yankee hated anybody on the Red Sox. Any Red Sox player hated anybody on the Yankees, and they would never shake hands or do anything, um, you know, related to it. So it's a, it is a different world. Um, and that's not even talking about COVID. And it, actually, I'm kind of amazed we're 20 minutes into the show, and I have not heard COVID yet. Which I'm really, Thanks. really it was, amazed. So had, had to jam it in there. That's good. <laughs> but I, you know, you know, I think, and again, we've we've talked about this a lot. But I think the the players have to do that now in reaction to what the what the ownership has done to players for decades. So I think I don't fault the players for taking back some of that and and you know they they need to have their own best interests at heart because the leagues certainly don't. the 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 owners are entirely bottom line driven and that doesn't always lead to the best things for your labor force and they're multi-millionaire labor force but they are still a labor force and we have to continue to recognize them that way or else it's all this is just going to but so if if that doesn't sadden you as far as being a a professional sports fan now i'm just going to give you the the grassroots impact of this so uh, as Joe understands, and I'm sure everybody understands, like some towns have more than one high school. So in the town that, that I currently coach in and Joe and I grew up in, Woodbridge, that we have three high schools. And yeah, there's always kind of a pecking order, who's the best team, who's the best team, so on and so forth. So I am now currently coaching at the lower of the the the, the, um, the last the of three. the children. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, when, when you are not successful and possibly the other two schools, then you end up where I coach at JFK High School. 
So this year we had a young man who was at one of the other schools, wasn't going the way he wanted. So now he comes to us. So A, I'll bring it to, bring in some COVID for you. COVID has now made high school football like glorified Pop Warner, which means that every kid, you can't go in the locker room. So every kid shows up with all their stuff. They set up on the sidelines and now they start unpacking their bag. So some of the kids who just, you know, they show up with their lowers on, they're ready to go, shoes on, boom. So we have this young man who now, uh, when we started practice in the summer, had his own videographer. <laughs> wow. No. Okay, no. That's a dramatic no. pause to let that kind of sink in. Okay. No, no, I, I totally reject that. It's not possible. <laughs> Dude, uh, you, and now, and so, like, what... The, the transfer was announced on Twitter. Mm -hmm. so well, now, is remember, he, is it's, he quite a capable athlete? Uh, this transfer is he is he good? Yeah, well, Joe uh, and well I okay. Uh, so so let's just let's just say I'll pause. I won't make you say it. I'm gonna no, pause I'll say it. it. I'll I okay. said it to his face for gosh sakes. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not that like he, he thinks he, he might have to like. So I, I was telling Joe before everybody came on, this year I was, I was responsible for special teams. Um, and and I, I wanted to yank him off. So, so our, our head coach is Tariq Holman, who played for Iowa, who intercepted Tom Brady twice when he was Iowa. So he's, he's, got, he's got a brand, quote unquote. So that's one of the reasons why this kid transferred over because he's a brand. He's, he just took the job this year. It's like, okay, we're going with Holman. We're going with Holman. And so i not arguing with him, but I, I said, Tariq, I got to get the kid off the field. Because a punt is bouncing a yard to his left, a yard to his right. We're losing yardage. It was terrible. So needless to say, no, he's not that good. I don't think he's that good. He's not, he, he, he may have the Division One measurables. but And I know on the clock, there's no, no 40 time that's, that's going to be astronomical. But again, it's the entourage. It's the father. And then all of a sudden, it's the other people. It's the, the personal speed coach. It's this coach. It's that coach. It's somebody who shows up at, a, at in these, these showcases now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I just bring you know, it all full circle. You talk about the entourage at the pros. We got kids in high school now have entourages. Right. And so, I yeah. think wow. I, the thing that's so sad for me is uh, to me, the beauty of high school sports and sports as you keep going on. I mean, I didn't I, I was a junior varsity basketball player as a freshman, as a sophomore and as a junior. <laughs> and uh, when I finally got in the team, I didn't play a lot. But then I went to uh, uh, University of Florida and Duke and played intramural against you know, Nat Moore and Gene Shy and all these people and, and really uh, played at a good level. So, I mean, the thing is that I'm trying to say is the beauty of sports in general was, okay, so you have a baseball season and then you have a, a basketball season and then you have, you know, and, and a hockey season and you play two, maybe even three sports. But now this specialization, because you, you, I think it started in women's tennis 20, 30 years ago, uh, where these young phenoms would come on and, you know, Jennifer Craparotti and, you know, they'd be, they'd be winning tournaments at 14, 15, 16. They'd be retired at 22. They'd be yeah. shot. They, they were through with a game they were spectacular at. We see that all the time in wrestling. I'm, I'm a wrestling coach as well. I've been a wrestling coach for about, you know, 28 years. And, 
you know, the, the, I always tell my kids, not my, my, the kids I wrestle and the kids I coach that, and, and my kids as well, like the, the international model is so different. And even, even today, Nelson Brands, who is the son of, of Tom Brands, who's a coach at Iowa, they didn't let their kids start wrestling until he was, until he was in sixth grade. Nice. Like competitively, yeah. you know, and, and like that same idea, my sons have played soccer, tackle football, flag football basketball uh we've we've wrestled we've played baseball the only thing we haven't dabbled in is lacrosse not a big lacrosse fan but about I, hockey. Uh, uh, not hockey just just yeah. because uh, again yes beautiful central jersey the the rink time and things of that nature is limited so right. we, once a couple of th- we have we do have a um uh an outdoor uh rink in town right behind the middle school so nice. we did get some rollerblades go out there and i gear like literally shoulder pads straight up a football helmet as many pads as we possibly could and by the time we were done a half hour later the kids were like yeah i don't want to ever try this again <laughs> because they're like you know i want to play hockey i'm like yeah first gotta learn how to skate son right, right. Uh, but but i agree with you the the and, and I tell I tell my sons, and I tell the athletes that I coach, you, you got to have multiple sports, and we see it in wrestling all the time. These kids, they start to um, specialize at an early age, and so. And I'm not the first one who said this. Like, like your arm has only so many throws in it, you know, mm-hmm. your body has only so many tackles in it, and and in wrestling especially, you, your body only has so many matches. And we see these kids again who are oh, kids states champ. Oh, I won the I won the states when I was ten. Great, and then. What happened after that? Either it was, you know, I lost the love of the sport because you just were ground to a pulp by your parents driving all over the place. Or, yeah, all of a sudden it's like they get to high school and the injuries start mounting and it just gets worse and worse. I don't feel so bad knowing that some people peak at 10 because I, <laughs> I peaked at about 23. So I feel, feel a little better. I'm waiting. I'm still waiting, dude. I'm going to be 55 in, in three weeks. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is the year. This is the year I get a call from somebody. <laughs> oh, you know, this is kind of off the topic, but I've been blessed with, um, I've been able to do physical therapy and I, before that, I had gone. I I, I had a um, you know a, a ranked uh, seniors basketball team because there's these senior games you can play around the country. It's a lot of fun, and I had a really good team. Uh, and then it, my knee was killing me. I went to this orthopedic guy, and he looks at my X-rays. He pushes the papers away, and he goes, "You're done with impact sports." Oh, so man. I was. And then make, to make it even worse, as I began to walk just short distances for exercise, after half mile, my hips were killing me, my knees were killing me. So I thought, oh my God, I'm like, I'm old. And now I'm like, I'm not, I'm not walking, I'm not moving anymore. Um, and so this physical therapy has changed everything around. I can now jump, I'm, I'm getting gonna get wow. back into basketball. I'm pain free, it's awesome. It's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was always the fat, slow guy and you know, when I was younger and athlete, I was a, a lineman and a linebacker. And then when I turned, I was maybe 42, 43, I started playing in a 40 and over baseball league. And all of a sudden I was one of the young spry guys. So I'm really looking forward to the kind of old man sports leagues as, as I kind of cross all these so little thresholds. I got one more question that I want that you guys can probably answer. Cause when you said the fat guy, so how can a lineman be six foot three, like I am, and I'm two thirty, and be three hundred and thirty pounds? I, I don't. What What is their body made of? 
muscle weighs a lot more than fat. And, you know, when you're, when you're trying to make yourself big and we see this NFL players all the time, as soon as they retire, they either have to slim down or they end up looking like Shaquille O'Neal does, you know, at, at 50, whatever. But yeah, I think you know, a lot of, and a lot of that weight is carried in the shoulders, you know, but yeah, that you see the belly on them and you go, oh, geez, there's nothing, but they're, they're like Joe is saying that, that, their upper, their torso is just okay. thick, and that's that's where that weight comes from. And again, same thing with the trunk. And probably, you know, the, and probably our legs too are are. Yeah, right. so from yeah. from the from the yeah. waist down, you know, the glutes and and the hams and and, and the quads, they're just just gigantic but even now you're starting to see you, you don't see the belly anymore you see those guys who are now doing a better job with nutrition and things like that right. they're just not eating you know 12 hamburgers after they're you know it's, it's lean right. meat and things like that i've always been well, in, impressed with that myself the linemen how big they are and how well they can move and yeah you know fairly well conditioned too it's always always yeah. surprised me and it's not something you can pick up on TV. You have to kind of physically be yep. around yep. professional athletes to realize how freaking gigantic these yep. guys are. And they, they really are kind of like superhuman cartoon characters to a point. Well, and then there's the guys like uh, Joe Thomas, the offensive lineman from the Cleveland Browns, who is an all pro hall of famer um, retires. And then eight months later, the dude is chiseled like a bodybuilder and, and it was nothing more than just cutting out all those thousands of extra calories extra meals, that right? eating, you know, yeah, and yeah. It, uh, you know, you're, you're a professional football player. You're not eating bags of popcorn and candy and sitting on the couch all day. You're, you're still active, but it's just, you know, the type of food, the nutrition. And, and he was able, I remember him being interviewed and just sort of saying, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm now, just having, like you said, maybe a one steak instead of five right. kind of thing. And, and, uh, you know, staying active, but I mean, he's chiseled like he, he could be Mr. Olympus. You know, I remember whatever, going so. to, to training table at Notre Dame and it was just amazing to see mm -hmm. what some of these law, I mean, you know, I was lucky enough. Eric Dorsey was there when I was there. I might be dating myself and some people you may not know who these people are. I don't know. Um, you know, Bavaro was there. Tony Dorsey was there, you know, Cedric Figaro who actually hit, Mark Bavaro in the pros and destroyed his career with his knee. Um, and, and the just right, because like, before that Bavaro had a chance to be the greatest tight end yep. ever. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. But like guys who were walking with their plate and they had, you know, four or five, literally four or five stakes. Wow. Just <laughs> marveling at the fact that they were shoveling yeah. that down and, and just, that was like a normal sort of, you know, and then breakfast, just the eggs and toast and bacon, just, but the plate was piled. Uh, okay. So, so listen, this is awesome, but I do want to bring up a couple other things and then we'll, we'll sort of get back, but I, I love this mix today. This is great. Um, so I do want to, I always want to have some shout out for women. And I want to say that female hockey is like in the bubble. Boston, Boston pride is got a, take chance to make the uh, playoffs. So that, that makes me feel good. And the other thing I want to shout out to women is um, uh, that there's going to be a ref, a female ref in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, you, you want to you want to shout out women. Let's let's talk about the fastest growing sport in America, which is girls wrestling. Really? I my at, at the at the team at, at the, the school high school level. Uh, yeah. And, oh, oh my goodness. We have. How about at the uh, college so level? Year, Is it happening at the college yes, level too? They're oh, getting good. there. Yeah. They're, uh, last year, New Jersey um, had the, their first sanctioned girls' state tournament. 
where we had girls. We awesome. at, the, at the school I coach at, um, again, coach at a different school for wrestling than I do for football. It is a it's a private Catholic school. Uh, as I told Joe, I was I was a head coach until things went horribly wrong because I wrestled the wrong person. Side note: there, maybe that's a whole nother show. We'll talk about politics and school <laughs> athletics. Um, but we have a full girls team at St. Thomas Aquinas. Full girls team. We have a, a, a girls coach. It's, it is, like I said, it's the fastest growing sport and wow. they are cool. tremendous on the mat. I mean, the great yeah. attitude, the work ethic, it's all there and they want to win. Cool. Iowa just, Iowa had their, had a uh, um, full 64 person bracket for all 14 weight classes. Yeah. So, I mean, you, again, talk about uh, female sports. That's, that's the one. And, you know, we have, we have the, the best women's team in the world. You, know, you can look up some of the names, you know, uh, Helen Morales, who won the, won the gold um, in 2016, you know, just, it, it is, it's impressive. It's impressive. Right. The, the now, female wrestlers. Let me ask another question now. Um, is the Olympics going to happen? I think so. Really? I, 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 yeah, I don't see it happening this year. I, I'm, if, if anything, I see getting pushed back a couple of years, but I, I don't, I think the, the problem isn't necessarily the games themselves. I think the problem is the travel to the games. And I yeah. think it, it would be irresponsible of Japan to bring people in from 230 countries right, right now. So I think that's, so, that's going to be the, the, the obstacle that, okay. that eventually kicks so it back. I'd like to just talk a minute about um, high school. The only high school sport I'm kind of familiar with is, is uh, basketball. And they have this mask requirement during the whole game, um, which I find very interesting. And then, um, and then I'm dying to see how you come out on this one, Vin, but uh, Matt and I are going to try to uh, straighten out Joe and Tom Brady again, but, um, but let's go to the high school uh, sports. Like how can you play basketball in a mass the whole time? And then they give you a, a little mass break once in a while. Well, or is, is, is that is that, big the, deal? is that the rule? Is that the rule, That's in, Massachusetts? rule in Massachusetts? Yeah. Okay, so I was, That's just, the rule I was in telling Joe. I was telling Joe before we went live. Um, so New Jersey has created a fourth season, uh, as as I explained right. to him. Also, we 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 played a full not a full seven because I think yeah yeah I think we played we played a seven game football schedule this fall. Uh, we only had to take a break once because one of the coaches had a fever and it turned out he wasn't positive, but nobody in the team was sick. Um, you know, never had a mask on. We as coaches had masks on and that was tough when it was hot out, when it was cold out, we said, thankfully we had masks on. I'm not going to lie to you because it all of a sudden makes you warmer. Um, it, they've started the basketball season this week and we don't have that rule in New Jersey. Wow. So the oh. kids, when you're coaching and you're on the side, you got to, and when the kid goes on the bench, so what they've done is because there's no uh, fans, right. they now have taken the players and put them in the stands. Right. So the players are all distanced when they're on the bench. Um, and then same thing in wrestling In wrestling, we start March 1st, but uh, my, my sons uh, go to a school, go to a wrestling club. And, and I also coach wrestling and, so as a coach, when you're distanced from them, you put a mask on. But once you get on the mat and if you want to roll a little bit, you take the masks off. So um, I know New Jersey has not instituted the old you have to have a mask. And I don't know how they would do it, to be perfectly well, honest. And so and the I other think thing that's happening in Massachusetts is like there's only three teams, three basketball teams playing in the Western Mass. They're, uh, most teams aren't even playing. So we, you know. We've only had uh, 
in beautiful central Jersey. We've only had, just kind of keep plugging beautiful central Jersey there. <laughs> we, we, uh, we've only had two, in football, we had about three or four schools that canceled right away. And Joe, you'll, you'll, you know, Piscataway canceled real early. And then so Everything? football right away. And I don't know what they've done in the winter. We've had only had a couple teams, um, a couple of schools cancel basketball, but in most cases in New Jersey, everybody's trying to play, trying to play, trying to play. So we, every, we do have full schedules, you know, it becomes a little bit challenging if, if one team says, okay, we have to quarantine because there was a positive case in school, but our, one of the high schools in town, the one that was the better team, the one that lost in this, in the state uh, playoffs this year, they, because our students had the option of going full remote if they wanted to, their entire football team chose to go full remote. So they had no instances of, of uh, COVID. They had no instances of being quarantined. They played every game. They had every practice. So I think in New Jersey, people are trying to come up with ways in which they could figure out how to make sure that they play the sports. And in some cases, it's by keeping the athletes fully remote academically. And they know, you know, Matt and I were talking about this before, they know they have to remain academically eligible so they are not laying in bed they are actually getting up and being active on the on virtual remote learning and uh, in order to yeah. to play the sports because yes they want to well i have a friend brand. i have a friend who's a high school teacher in belchertown and so she has maybe the kids can go to school or not as they choose so she has maybe three kids in the classroom who are on the computer and then she has another 20 computer screens that are on, but have no face on them, just have a picture. That's my daily <laughs> that's, existence. That is, that's that's, that's like, what I do. For that's me. like um, uh, Beckett uh, waiting for Godot. That's like, uh, <laughs> you know, that's like, uh, just, it's just a weird, like, as I, I teach second graders, and, um, and I'll, I bet you have a similar experience to me, Matt. Most kids keep their screens on all the time. The couple that don't, I ask them to keys, please put it on, and they do. Um, so it's different. Yeah, younger elementary. kids, they're still scared of you, right? They're going to listen. <laughs> You're in high school, and your high school teacher's right. like, hey, Daryl, turn your camera on. You know, you're you're giving them the bird behind yeah. with your camera <laughs> off. So, yeah, make it. I don't even bring it up. I don't even. Yeah, right. I it's don't not even, worth it. Yeah. But there, but there, I have too, colleagues like, who, you know, they are, you know, the, that, you know, I want to see your manager sort of person. And every day that's their battle every and and, and we mm -hmm. have these again zoom meetings faculty meetings and they become again a gripe session They're like well, what do you do what do you do and i and i'm kind of laughing like why are you laughing Vin? like i can't believe you people are making that an issue like mm -hmm. if, if the, you're going to spend 15 minutes out of a 30 minute class john turn your cut no go back on camera you know please i'm telling you please turn if you don't have your camera, oh, yeah. I'm going to mark yeah. Forget that stuff. All right. right. So, so listen, we only have, <laughs> uh, say, 15 minutes left. So I want to just bring up an issue from last week in which Matt and I tried to explain to Joe Brady's greatness. And Joe didn't see it. And so anyway, hold, um, hold on. I'm not, I'm not denying that he's a great quarterback. Yeah, I'm no, denying you that were he, totally. I'm telling you, he can't throw the ball anymore. I'm telling you, he's, he's now, he's not a, he's not a top three, top four yeah. passer. He's a, he's a eight, nine passer. So how is, do you so explain Tampa Bay winning seven games last year, winning 11 this year and being in the Super Bowl? Is there uh, any relation defense. to having Brady? 
there's he's he yes he's helped them but they've also got two of the best they've got two of the best coordinators in the game they added three starters on defense this season plus leonard fournette who's been great in the playoffs so the the problem is and we do we've done this for decades it's not just brady but apparently there's only one player on an NFL team and that's the quarterback and anything that happens, get the quarterbacks, get too much credit. Again, I'm supposed to be calming down. (laughs) Quarterbacks get too much credit. When things go right, they get too much blame. It's your relative of of Joe. uh, Why don't you like kind of like walk him down, settle him down and, you know, explain the facts. Vin's never been able to 50 years. He's never been able to do that. Sorry. No, and I'm, and, and I'm just, you know, there's, the reason why I have this headset. So when I started doing the remote teaching and remote learning with, with my kids and everybody, like they, they were kind of like, Oh my God, you're so loud. Like calm down. So there's a reason why I have the headset because it kind of, so if, if you, if you think Joe, if, trust me, um, <laughs> what, what, I, what I thought was interesting is this, Joe, let me ask you this. Do you, are you separating the term quarterback from passer? Yes. Yes, okay. I'm saying as, so, a, as, as his physical capabilities have diminished to where he doesn't win games with his arm. He may win games with his leadership and with okay, his brain, so then, but, then, I, but I'm but I'm uh, measuring intangibles. We're, we we don't we don't have the psychological degrees to do that here. Well, at least uh, so that's what I was going to go. With. I was going to say, so, okay, as a quarterback, then is is he one of the best as far as rallying his team, bringing his team together, keeping his team focused? Would you agree with that? Sure. Top three, easily. So you're just saying right now it's his arm strength that no longer puts him in the top tier. I'm saying if anyone watched that game last week and came out of that saying that, look how great Tom Brady is, then you weren't watching the right game because he was terrible. He's been terrible through the whole playoffs. And I, I know terrible is a strong word. Right? He, has, <laughs> he had six completions in the second half of that game and three interceptions. That's terrible. The game was That's one in the awful. first half. The game was one in the first half. You know that as well as I. Uh, that game was not won in the first half. That game was that not over. Scotty Miller, that was the game. That throw to Scotty Miller was the game. I'll say this. That was You're going to talk about that yeah. one throw for 20 years, man. That's all right. That's no, all you got to do. No, no. Uh, well, but no, but but what you're doing is, is you're taking one half and saying that one half outweighs the 20 years. My text to you, this is how this debate started, was Tom Brady's going to his 10th Super Bowl. Greatest of all time. End of debate. I don't know how – how what's your argument that he's not the greatest of all time? And I'm a Giants fan. No, no, no. The, my argument is not that he may be potentially that he is, let's say he's one of the handful of the greatest of all time. Because we can argue who's who's one and who's two and who's three. But um my, my argument is not that he doesn't deserve his place among the all-time greats. It's that he's not one of the best passers in the league right now. And if you say they won that game because of him, you're wrong. They won that game despite him. They won the week before despite him. He's not very good. And let's let's go to the challenge for the week for me, which was to look at the advanced numbers. And we it was actually in the context of Deshaun or Lamar Jackson, who Jackson. you say is, is not a good passer. And I my – so I sort of had those two as I was looking at all these. And again, I would looked at just the advanced stats because that's where we are. It's 2020. These things tell us more than attempts, completions. And the thing is when you take out the volume, because Brady 
through the second most passes in the league this year. When you take out the stats that deal with volume and just look at efficiency per pass, Brady and Jackson are both comparable. They're both somewhere between six and eight in, you know, between five and eight as the fifth to eighth best passers. And they're pretty equal and they sort of cross over each other a little bit. Uh, you know, one's, a, one's ahead, one's behind, one's ahead, one's behind. So I think if you're going to compare passers, Brady and Jackson are about as good. They're, they're similar in, in those respects, at least statistically. And th- the other question, and this is sort of the sports fan question that we always ask if you had to take somebody for one game or one season where does brady fall on the on that list is he the well why'd you ask tampa bay that is he the is is he the sixth is he your sixth choice for 2021 or i think for me he's more like my eighth or ninth i mean deshaun watson josh allen lamar jackson mahomes russell wilson aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, and maybe you get into, you know, Baker Mayfield. Let's not forget Baker. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Ky- Kyler Murray, maybe a guy. Um, the guy again, I can't yeah. believe I keep forgetting his name. The guy in 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 the guy from Oregon who's in um, Herbert. Chargers, Herbert. Uh, Justin Herbert. Herbert yeah. I might take Justin Herbert next year over Tom Brady, and again, not for the locker room stuff, not for the in the huddle stuff, but for the ability to throw the ball down the field accurately. Yeah, go ahead. Not a little bit of a non sequitur. Any opinions on uh, Kyler Murray and Tua Tagovailoa? Uh, Kyler, I think he's got a future. Tua, maybe not. I think the thing that was both of them are done. The thing that was impressive about Tua is the team won. You know, his statistics were terrible, but the team won while he was. Um, uh, when it, when it got sketchy, they, they pulled him. When it got sketchy, they ran okay. the same plays, but but Tua couldn't make the plays because he's, you know, I just I think he, I just think that that sort of Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, Kyler Murray, all that that sort of smaller, more mobile. You know, there's something to be said for a smaller quarterback. I get it. You know, Drew Brees and everything can move, but I don't think I think those guys get engulfed, and and it's just. I think ultimately in the end, you know, maybe one, two year. And that's then. And I just think, you know, um, I used to go, I used to go to the Harvard uh, football games uh, in person. My father-in-law was a Harvard grad and he had seats on the 50 yard line. It was quite an experience because all the Harvard fans could care less about the football game. They did not watch it. All these alumni, you know, they were just, you know, whatever they were doing, but it was good games. And um, so Ryan Fitzgerald, was or is Fitzpatrick. it Fitzpatrick? Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick yeah. um, he made the pros, and it's pretty impressive. And 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 he, I I sort of felt sorry for him this year because he should have been playing. Yeah. When when he did play, he was just as good as Tua, yeah. if not yeah. better. So not better. I think that's a confusing team, man. That you never know whether they're on their way up or on well, their way down. I think they, they're on their they, way up. I do, especially here, compared to the saying. Patriots. Here's, from the outside looking in. Here's the difference between why Miami appears to be trending upwards. And then you have organizations like, you know, the jets or the Texans that are are falling apart. It appeared as though whatever uh, Brian Flores was doing in Miami with Tua and Fitzpatrick 
they knew their roles. They knew their situations. They knew what they were trying to do. It never appeared to be um, a division in the locker room. They knew, hey, Tua's going to, you know, he's our future, but, you know, right now we don't really trust him. They knew what their roles were. Um, and so the communication piece, I think, is huge. The leadership in the locker room is huge. And that that's what you're not seeing in the Texans. But, I, and I think, Joe, uh, you know, to your point, and what you were saying is true. Is, is Tom Brady going to sling it for 500 yards in the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. You know, but it is those intangibles that, you know, we, we're kind of joking in the text and you're like, oh, yeah, the, the mystical Brady does it, you know, like all these things that we can't really um, see or, or put a number to, it, that stuff does matter. Uh, and... I, I find, I find I it interesting that. that Joe Joe's not willing to, you know, go with the whole intangible thing, having been a coach himself, having been an athlete himself, and seeing, quote-unquote, kids with intangibles, who, whether it was work ethic, whether it was the, the, the kid who – like people look to, I just, I, I think it's, I'm, I'm a little surprised. Thank, thank you. Thank you. It, it's what I, Matt and I have to put up with every week <laughs> is this, is this guys, intractable stubbornness. You guys like to play oh, with these, you guys like to play with these ghosts, your intangibles and your unwritten rules. And it's, I mean, I'm not denying that Tom Brady brings things to a team that, that Kirk Cousins doesn't and that Carson Wentz doesn't beyond his ability to throw the ball. My problem is that all we can talk about is how great Tom Brady is when he's actually a pretty terrible quarterback right now, as far as the on-field stuff. And I think we've, we've heaped all this credit okay. on, so, on one man. That's a, it's a 53 man right. roster with 12 coaches on it who deserve way more credit than Tom right. Brady. Okay. For bringing so, that team to where they are. Let me just finish this with an analogy. So Vincent Van Gogh um, is not such a great painter because his ear is all damaged. You know, it's like, uh, you know. I don't get that one, Daryl. Well, yeah, okay. well, I was reaching, I was reaching there. I, I don't have much but, of an art knowledge, but I was trying to compare it to somebody. But okay. But, but I, I remember, you know, we, we were talking about, we were having a silly discussion. Is it, was it Brady or is it Belichick, right? And now these guys are, are separated from the hip. And now we can actually look at, you know, we can look at on the field results. And your point, Joe, and it's a fair point to make, hey, Bill Belichick is one year removed from Tom Brady. You got to give him time. You know, there's COVID. He's losing guys on the roster. You got to give him time to rebuild the roster. It's not easy to, to, to put things together after one year. You got to give it time. Right. I think the big games will be better right. this year. That's you know, good. Thank, thanks for making all my arguments for me, Matt. Thanks. No, no. But Brady, he had one year. He had no offseason to learn this system. He had no real. He went to a team that was a million times. Sorry. He went to a team that was a million times. <laughs> that was a million times better than the team he left. But my point always was you still have to execute. You still he didn't have to do that. He didn't do that. He was, Joe, he was we're going to have to hook you up with a blood pressure. His team executed better than 
uh, his Drew team, Payne his team, not okay. Yeah, but what about the last? Like, come on, what about the last Patriots Super Bowl victory when Brady threw to Gronk at the end, and that was the huge play that that made the difference, you know? And that was just a great play. So I, I don't know. It's, it's. I find it this argument uh, entertaining, here's, but um, here's, uh, here's how I'll end it. Here's how I'll end it. Tom Brady is going to his 10th Super Bowl appearance. Tony Romo said this, and I totally agree with him. If Patrick Mahomes, who probably right now is the only one on a trajectory to, to reach Tom Brady status in the atmosphere, if he loses this game to Tom Brady, he'll never catch it. You can't, you can't make an argument of any other quarterback being better. Seven Super Bowl wins, 10 appearances. If Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs win this game, maybe someday you'll be saying he's the greatest of all time as, as far as right. opposed to Tom Brady. But I just don't know how 10 Super Bowl appearances right. is not. So my, my, my umbrella point here is that Tom Brady is receiving. See, but he much never credit. admits losing, you know, never. Well, he's, well no, but I, that's, but I think, that's, that is I think a you guys are trained. All I keep thinking about is like, Oh my God, it literally sounds like he, I'm talking to my mother. My mother hates Tom Brady. Oh my God! Oh, he thinks he's so good. He can't throw the ball that well. She's a big Aaron Rodgers fan too, so we got to listen to yeah. that nonstop. My oh, yeah. my my the 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 thing behind all of my blasphemy is what you guys think it is. Is that he's receiving disproportionate amounts of the credit considering his performance on the field, everyone's saying this team is there because of Tom Brady. They're not. They're there because of 65 other people's efforts, and he's the only one getting any recognition, any credit for bringing him to the Super Bowl, and that's that's where I bristle, and also because I hate Tom Brady. So we're, all, we're all just, we're all just okay. tired. But now let me just, just ask tired. a quick question. Is any of the four of us think Tampa Bay might win? They might. Okay, they they're defense. I, I, Any, the, anybody the, else? I, I, I don't think they have a prayer. The logical football handicapper in me wants to say, you know, Kansas City's three touchdowns better, but you can't. And this is where I may be a hypocrite, but if Tom Brady's the quarterback on the other team, <laughs> I, I never expect him to lose by 21 points. No, so, sorry, prefaces, I may be a hypocrite. No, that is that's <laughs> a hypocritical thing for the last 12 minutes of the diatribe. That's straight up hypocritical. Yeah. Would, you, uh, would you please uh, make that the uh, title of the podcast today, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> because they won't know which I we're talking about, you know. But um, so, Vin, uh, any chance for Tampa Bay? Yeah, I, I think if, if, Mahomes gets hurt again. Oh, okay. I just, <laughs> but he's you know, had time I, to heal, hasn't he? Or? I know. He got, he got a bum ankle. I, you know, and I think right. there's not enough credit being given to, to Andy Reid. I think he's done yeah. a great job. I think that defense is stacked. They, you know, they, and they signed people through for the next couple of years. So if Mahomes does go on the run, you're going to have to look at the fact that there's a defense there to kind of support it. Just like with Belichick, when he was on his run with the Patriots, they always had a defense to support it. Joe, yeah. what I was going to ask you was Tom Brady goes 20 of 23 for 310 <laughs> yards, three touchdowns, but they lose 25, 21. Because the you defense that, makes a bad yeah, play. That 21st pass he threw was so terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then what? If, then what do you say? If Tom Brady goes 20 for 23, I'll move back to New Jersey. 
<laughs> mark the tape. Mark the tape. That was uh, too. He's, he's moving. Degree. He's moving to Mexico. I do not see him going to Jersey. But all right. So mark listen, two tape. two minutes left. What do we What do we need to bring up? Uh, well, when when is when is uh, when are schools opening? Um, as or are they ever going to open as they once were? Next September. As 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 they were in the past? Yeah, I, I think I families so. will still have remote options. I think families will st here in mass. I mean, I, I'm back in person. We're hybrid, um, but I'm back in person teaching now. Um, I think next year, I think schools will open all in in person, but I do think families will have a remote only option. Well, what's the um, percentage of kids who are going to be remote from this point on? 10%. <clears throat> I don't, yeah, Max. I don't think that many, yeah, right? I don't think it'll um, be many. So it's interesting. So I'm, I was planning to retire this year. I'm, as I tell the kids in my class, I'm older than dirt and um, they, uh, and I can't, I can't, this year is so terrible that I want to be, go out on an in-person year. So I'm going back for another year. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine if everyone, you know, can and should be vaccinated by the fall, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I sort of expect by September, October, almost everything to be back to normal because whoever will, will want to have been vaccinated should right. be. And I think that the vaccination, um, now that we actually have scientists who can talk and run things, I think <laughs> that the vaccinations will speed up and, you know, oh get God. more like God. 3 million a, a day and that type Guys, of Guys, we made it the whole show without talking about a single oh, isn't it stupid congressional bit of stupidity that's right. wow so listen i want to thank everybody for listening to sports plus with uh uh baker big d joe and special guest uh vinnie right is that the yes sir yes sir vinnie. thank you very much for having me guys. And, and i hope you come back thanks, and thanks a lot we'll see you guys all next week